0: Hi, I'm Ryan, welcome to Bible on the Beach. today we're going to be in Acts chapter 24, verses 1 through 9. It's summer here in San Clemente, the water's 70. It's a beautiful out. I'm really glad that you could be with me today. Now, my focus in Bible on the Beach is to help disciples make disciples, to help churches plant churches, so in this way we can see people in every space and every place uh, become a part of God's family. Now, every time we open the Bible, God has something that He wants to say to us. To Put upon our heart by the Holy Spirit we just have to pray <clears throat> I'd like you to join me now say God give me the eyes to see the ears to hear the heart to feel the will to change to be the person that you want me to be today and in that spirit let's get into Acts chapter 24 today we're following Paul as he's getting pinballed around from trial to trial from persecution from persecution um, crowd after crowd doesn't like him and doesn't like his message It's a reminder to us that not everyone's going to love us all the time uh, in every single season and in every single phase and in every single chapter that we have in our life. It's unrealistic. Um, But God will always give you the encouragement that you need to make it through the season, through the chapter, through the part of your life, through the phase of your life that you're in. Just like he did with Paul. We have to trust that God is working in our life and through our life for his will at all times, even when we don't understand. That's why the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. It says in verse 1, Acts chapter 24, five days later, Ananias the high priest arrived in Caesarea accompanied by some Jewish elders in Tertullus. They're prosecuting attorney. They were brought before the governor to present formal charges against Paul. So Paul had been uh, teaching uh, things that they didn't like. And so what they did is they used the leverage that they had to try to discourage Paul and dissuade him from his message. Now, Paul knew that his message was to teach uh, and to preach uh, about Jesus. So he took this very seriously. They, of course, didn't like that. So they used the leverage that they had uh, to use against him to get their point across. So what happened was, how you guys doing? Good, man. What happened was they brought formal legal charges uh, against Paul in a court, which is really interesting because later on Paul would make the argument in Corinthians that we shouldn't bring lawsuits against one another. It wasn't just an idea that Paul had. Paul knew what it was like in his life to be persecuted. So after Paul was summoned, Tertullus accused him saying, Your excellent Felix, under the shadow of your wise leadership, we Jews have experienced a long period of peace because of your wise foresight. Many reforms are coming to pass in our nation because of you, most honorable Felix. We deeply appreciate this and thank you very much. So what is he doing here? Well, he's brown nosing the judge. He's basically kissing his butt so that he'll try to curry favor with them. What I have found is with smart people, don't kiss butts, give them the facts, and they'll arrive at the conclusion that they need to arrive at. He says, so that I won't weary you with a lengthy presentation. I beg you to hear our brief summary with our customary graciousness. We have found that was a flat out lie. They weren't customarily gracious. They were situationally gracious. There's a difference. If they were customarily gracious, they would have been a lot more gracious to Paul. They weren't gracious to Paul. They were situationally gracious in the situations that benefited them. He says, for we have found this man to be a contagious plague. That's not a very nice thing to say. A seditious man, that's a heavy accusation, who continually stirs up riots among the Jews all over the world. That's a bit of an embellishment all over the world, maybe in their area. Paul couldn't possibly have done it all over the world. But, you know, when people are wrapped up in what they want to say, they do engage in hyperbole and slander along the way. He says that uh, he's become a ringleader in a sect known as the Nazarenes. He's even attempted to desecrate our temple, which is why we had him arrested. Now, Paul wasn't attempting to desecrate their temple. Paul didn't do any such thing. It's just that. Paul was teaching about Jesus and it was taking away their power and their influence and they of course didn't like that. It says we sought to judge him according to our law but commander Lysias came with great force snatched him away from our hands and sent him here to you. He has ordered his accusers to come to you so that you could interrogate him and ascertain for yourself that all these charges uh, we're bringing against him are true. All the joys All the Jews present joined in the verbal attack, saying, yes, it's true. So they lay out their argument here. This is kind of the first side of it. And now we're going to get into the second side of it, Paul's defense, verse 10. Now, the governor motioned that it was Paul's turn to speak, and so he began to answer the accusations one at a time. He says, because I know that you have been a judge over this nation for many years, I gladly respond to my defense. You can easily verify that about 12 days ago, I went to Jerusalem to worship. No one found me arguing with anyone or causing trouble among the people in the synagogues or in the temple or anywhere in the city. These are completely unable to prove these accusations that they make against me. But I do confess to you, I worship the God of our Jewish ancestors as a follower of the way, which they call a sect, for I believe everything that is written in the law and the prophets. And my hope is in God, the same hope that even my accusers have embraced, the hope of a resurrection from the dead, both the righteous and the unrighteous that's why I seek with all my heart to have a clean conscience towards God and others. So Paul's saying, I'm just trying to follow God and have a clean conscience. And that's the goal in our life, to follow God sincerely and to always have a clean conscience. In fact, you might want to even pray right now, hey God, is there anything in my life that I'm doing wrong that doesn't line up with what you want? And then God will show you and you can quickly repent and you can get on with your day. Now, he says, after being away from Jerusalem for several years, I returned to bring my people gifts for the poor. I was in the temple, ritually purified and presenting my offering to God when they seized me. I had no noisy crowd around me. I wasn't causing trouble or making any kind of disturbance whatsoever. It was a group of Jews from Western Turkey who were being unruly. They were the ones that should be here now to bring their charges if you have anything against me. Or at least these men standing before me should clearly state what crime they found me guilty of when I stood before the Jewish Supreme Council unless it's the one thing I passionately spoke about when I was among them. I'm on trial today only because of my belief in the resurrection of the dead. Now he, Paul taught the resurrection of the dead because he, he had experienced the resurrected Jesus on the road um, that he saw a bright light on and Jesus spoke to him. So of course he was testifying about what God had done in his life. Now Felix, who was well acquainted with the facts about the way, concluded the hearings with these words, I will decide your case after commander Lysias arrives. He then ordered the captain to keep Paul in protective custody to give him a measure of freedom. He allowed any of his friends to visit him and take up the care of his needs. So he's contemplating. And then in verse 24, it says several days later, Felix came back with his wife who was Jewish. They sent for Paul and listened as he shared with them about faith in Jesus, the anointed one. Now, Everything that Paul went through was leading to this moment because God wanted him to share the gospel. Every difficulty, every trial, everything you face is leading up to a moment where you're supposed to meet someone in the future and share the Lord with them. That's exciting. Hold on to those moments because that's what God is working in you And through you. Now, as Paul spoke about true righteousness, self control, and the coming judgment, Felix became terrified and said, Leave me now. I'll send for you later when it's more convenient. He expected to receive a bribe from Paul in his defense, so for that reason, he could send for Paul from one time to converse with him. Now, two years later, Felix was succeeded by Festus. Before he left office, he decided to leave Paul in prison as a political favor of the Jews so God was working in Paul's life and through Paul's life so that he could preach the gospel he also ended up in prison but in prison is where God worked gold in his life because it's where we get the most positive faith-filled epistle from the book of Philippians and we'll learn more about that later but I just want to encourage you that God is working in your life and he's working in you even when you don't understand to set you up and put you in situations where you can share the Lord with other people I hope this is a blessing to you today. Till next time, I hope you enjoy Bible on the beach.